Hello and welcome to the Barnabas Speaks Podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and I am excited and glad that you are back here with me for another week. Week five. Wow. I am excited. I'm thankful. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that listen, that share, and that send back encouraging words and really give me critiques and all of those things that really help me to become a better podcaster. I am blessed each week to to do this. I'm blessed to you have an opportunity to, to speak with each and every last one of you and that you will let me into your, your ear gate, you let me into your homes, you let me into your, your cars, wherever you are listening to. And so I am grateful and I'm thankful. Man, it's, I can't believe it's week five. And I want you to know that I'm also blessed because I get a chance and opportunity to study each week and it improves me. It sharpens me each week. It also sharpens me as a podcaster. And so I believe that each week we only get better and Thank you for bearing with me as I as I learn the ins and outs of podcasting. But I'm I'm thankful for each and every last one of you, and thank you for starting this out with me. And uh, continuously be grateful for you to for sharing this journey with me. So the last couple of weeks we had been doing a few different things, and so I think the last two weeks were the truth about. So the first one was the truth about failure, and the this last week was the truth about success. This week I want to go in a different direction. Uh, Anyone that knows me, I love, there's two things that I love and two things that I like to quote from is music and movies, music and movies. Uh, and so this week is, is going to be based off music and probably for the next couple of weeks. I've been listening to this album. I almost started to say CD, uh, show my age, man. Nobody has CDs anymore. I have, I still have some of my CDs. I still have my big, you know how you in the car and you used to take your, your CDs with you. I have, I still have those, but uh, I can't remember the last time I listened to one. Uh, but uh, I have an album that I've been listening to by the artist Jonathan McReynolds. He's a Christian or gospel artist, if you will. Very, uh, I like him. He's, he's young, and I say young, but he's probably around my age. And so, but it has really his album has really blessed me. I've actually bought the last two. This is I, I, I'm on his third album. Uh, well, the third album that I've listened to, which is called Make Room. But I've listened to three of his album, my own three of his albums, and. Make Room has really blessed me. Uh, and he has a lot of topics, real topics uh, or titles to his songs and they're real topics that people really deal with and people of our age and people that even our parents dealt with that we didn't really talk about. And one of the tracks, and which is going to be the title of today's podcast, is Comparison Kills. Comparison Kills. That is the topic that I would like to speak today. I think that is very important because of the era and the age that we live in of technology of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh, reality TV shows and instant access to everything and everyone. We live in a a very compa- comparing society where we compare everything. We compare all these different things and that's how we base value. And I think it's scary because although I'm saying that it's this era and this 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 generation, it is something that we have always dealt with. Uh, it is how we value. That's how we judge beauty, or we judge success, or we judge greatness, or we even judge failure. We base it off of comparisons. It's never really. We never really look at things from, for face value at the, in their own merit. And so these are the things that I would like to talk about. You think about sports. You think about mu- even music. You think about success in school is based off a of comparison and it's killing us and that's why I, I chose this topic I want to thank uh, Jonathan Reynolds for coming out with this great album that has given me the topics for the next few weeks for uh, 
for this podcast. And so I, I, I just want to take this to encourage you, empower you. Uh, but before we get started, I want to give this a little disclaimer. Someone asked me that has been listening to my podcast uh, from the beginning. Uh, and they asked me, is this because you're a faith guy, because you're a Christian, because you you profess Christ? Is this podcast only for Christians? And I must say, without a doubt, no, this is not just a podcast for Christians. It is not even a podcast for people that are are weighing and or wavering on whether they should uh, be a Christian or not. This is this podcast is for everyone because that's what the, the Christian faith is for everyone. The Christian faith is the idea is to get the word out to everyone and let people and let, let let God's heart, let God's work on their heart, convince them to come to Christ. It's not it's not my job. It's not the preacher's job. It's not anyone's job to convince you to be a Christian. So this podcast is not limited to those who profess Christianity or those who are confess that Christ is their Lord and Savior. But I must say that he is my Lord and Savior. I would not be anything without him. But I do not want you to feel that you can only share it with Christians or you can only tell Christians about it. This is for everyone. I am a faith God. The faith, my faith is the foundation of my life. So most things is going to come from a faith perspective. But this podcast is not just about my faith perspective, but it's about your faith perspective. It's also about your empowerment. It's also about your encouragement. And it's about you reaching your goals and about you reaching the things that you need to get to, to get to your God purpose. Well, with that being said, let's start, let's get this topic on the road. Let's get it started. Let's, let's start it out. All right. So, uh, as every week, I always uh, come with a scripture. And as I was praying this week, preparing for this week's podcast, uh, one of the things that God placed on my heart was, this comparison kills and I like what would be uh, me as me and God talk, what would be the 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 best scripture to to talk about this? And one of the things that came to my came to heart was first Samuel chapter eight. And I normally just kind of summarize it, the scripture, but I want to read a little bit of it so you kind of understand how we this is. I think this is where we start and in going into the, the topic. And so first Samuel chapter eight. Starting in the, we can actually just read the fourth verse. Uh, we can actually just read the fourth verse, the eight and four. And I'm reading out of NIV. And actually the fourth and the fifth verse. And so all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us. Such as all the other nations have. They said to him, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. Now that, that is our our focus. That is going to be our, our thrust for today is. Uh, it's really going to be found in verse five because they don't want a king. Uh, because they think it's a good idea. They don't want a king uh, because they felt led that they needed a king. But they want a king because all the other nations have one. And uh, to give you a little scriptural background, as we read on in scripture, this whole time they have been led by God. Now, God has spoken through his prophets and he's spoken through Moses, something like that. But they were their king was always God. And so in this comparison as they look at other nations what they're really saying is that we want a king that we can see we want a king that we can go to and now after we 
after it goes on, uh, God tells Samuel what to say. And Samuel tells him all the things that come with having a king. And they still decide that this is what they want. They, they want a king to rule over them. And so they end up getting it. And we're going to go into all the consequences and the, the highs and the lows of having that king. And, and But they, it was based off a of comparison. They were comparing their lives and how they functioned to other nations. And so I think it's a perfect example of how we function in our lives because oftentimes we we look at other people and that's how we decide what success looks like. That's how we decide what family looks like. That's how we decide what couple or marriage looks like. We look at this, this these married couple, these famous couples, and we watch, and now that we have instant access to them on Instagram and we get their snapshots and their their perfect pictures and and uh what we see is what we think is it, it's real. And it's not that it's not real, but the reality of it is, is that while it is real, it's just a snapshot. And we often want what other people have. And that's how we decide whether it's success. If and uh, in my parents' generation, they would say keeping up with the Joneses and you would see that the Jones Joneses have this. The Joneses got a new car. The Joneses have a brand new house. The Joneses have a boat. And so now, in order for us to be successful, this is this is our parents' generation. They would say that in order to be successful, I have to get a new car. I have to have a new house. I have to get a new boat. I have to get all these different things, and that's what decides success. And it doesn't really work like that. And so what ends up happening is that when you only have a part of the picture. When you only have a a snapshot of of the picture of the of the, of the scene, if you will, of the, the whole family of their success, when you have a snapshot, you try to get to their snapshot without realizing what it took to get to their snapshot, and you reject your process, and and oftentimes you're killing yourself trying to get to something that you were never meant to get to, and so I I, I talked to my wife. My wife is a uh, a guidance counselor and often in schools she's a high school guidance counselor often in schools what we see is that every we we celebrate all the children all the children or the, the students rather that are going to high, college they get accepted to college and there's this big celebration and then the the students that are going to workforce or the students that are going to the military, they're not as celebrated as those that are going to college. I just want you to think about your timeline. Uh, when was the last time you see somebody uh, celebrate about a, somebody graduating from high school and getting a, a in, not an internship, but uh, they don't really do this anymore, but a, an apprenticeship uh, for, for a career or a trade or somebody going into a training program that's going to eventually make them a manager or we, how often do we see those celebrations? But as soon as we see plenty of celebrations for for college admin, uh, admittance, uh, like if I if I go now, if I look up uh, uh, reactions from college acceptance, if you do that hashtag college acceptance reactions, something like that, you'll find something. If you Google that, you'll find something. But and you'll and the thing about it is you'll find more than you can probably watch in a day. But if you do, hey job offer uh, excitement you won't see that as much and the reason is being is that we have 
we it's not it's nothing against the people that are getting accepted to college that are going to college. But we must be in a in a strong reality. We must put ourselves in reality to realize that college, straight out of high school, is not for everyone. It's just not. It just that is that is the the reality of it is that it's not for everyone. It is not going to be everyone's not going to be successful in that. But if I am a high school student and I see everyone being celebrated that is going getting accepted to college and in my mind, I know that college is not for me. What I'm going to do if I'm if I'm comparing myself and I'm comparing the the reaction of of, of parents and teachers and administrators and the community to my announcement that I'm getting that, I, that I, I'm going straight into the workforce and their announcement that they're getting accepted at college, I may be forced mentally, I may mentally and emotionally force myself to go to college, even though I know that I'm not ready to go to college, that I really didn't like school. It may be that I need to go to a trade school. It may mean that I may need to go to a, uh, they, we used to call them junior colleges, but a, a technical college. That's maybe what it mean. It, it, that may mean that, but the, the reality is that the reaction is not the same. And I want that reaction. That's, that's it. I, I want to see people respond to, to my news the way that I've seen them respond to other people's news. And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get into college and I may get in. But I am not prepared and I'm not ready to do the work that it takes to go to a four-year college. I am not prepared for it. My mind is not ready. There's some things that I still need to learn. And I've gotten to this college and now I fell out. I, I, I flunk out. And now I have something else that's now weighed on, on me for my, on my self-esteem. And, and so now this, this idea that I'm now comparing this, I started off with the comparison of reaction when the reality of it is, is that I should have just went and followed my heart, knowing me, knowing my strengths, knowing the things that that I, that I excel at and went into the workforce or maybe joined the military or or maybe went to a junior college or a technical school. And then prepare myself, and maybe then I would go to college. But at, the, at the, that juncture, I was not ready. But because I was living in a result of comparison, or living in a reality of comparison, I compared myself to someone else. And when I compared myself to someone else, I felt myself. I felt myself talking to myself and, and talking myself out and beginning to doubt myself. And I began to to kill my own self-esteem and I began to kill my own identity trying to be someone that I wasn't because I wanted a certain response. That is what social media has taught us, that that uh, we want likes and we want we want shares and we want followers, and the more followers we have, and the more likes we have, the more shares we have, the more successful we are, and that is not true. We look at these couples, and we look at uh, couples' goals. I, I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago in, in a sermon I preached, but I, we have we're hashtags and we're hashtags and likes and trending topics, and that's what we want to be. We want to be a trending topic. We want to be someone's couples' goals or relationship goals, and the reality is that you don't know what it took that person to get to there and if you compare your relationship to that person's relationship you may find yourself killing your relationship well why don't you do why don't you and you're talking to your significant other and you're saying why don't you do it like this they do this and they do that but we don't know what it took them to get there 
We don't know what it took that that person to get that Benz, that Mercedes Benz or that BMW. Some of, and I don't even want to talk in a negative sense because a lot of times when we say we don't know what it took, we think in a negative sense. Oh, they may have done this, this, and that, but they may have did everything that they were supposed to do the right way, and. They may have been in a position to get that Benz and you look at it and think that, oh, they're quote unquote balling. They just went out and got that Benz. But it really wasn't like that. They really did save. They really did sacrifice. They didn't go out on the weekends and they didn't uh, they, they, they worked 80 hours a week. And the reality is that you're looking at that and you're saying, I want that. But the reality is your family, your, your, your responsibilities may not allow you to afford that Benz. And what I mean by that is that it doesn't mean that you don't have the money to get that Benz, but it means that you don't have the time to do the work. You don't have the you don't have the time to do the work because maybe you're married and your your family cares more about seeing you than not seeing you because you're working 80 hours a week. Maybe maybe you are also while while they were just working, you're working and going to school. And so you can't you can't put extra time in to get that Benz or to upkeep that Benz. But if you compare yourself to this person that, that posted this Benz or this person that lives next to you that has the, the, the nice car and, the, and the, the big house, you may kill yourself trying to get to something that you were never supposed to have. If we go back to the scripture, God was always supposed to be the king of Israel. Dave, and so and not Dave, but, uh, but because they compare themselves to not realizing that they had something that this other person didn't have and that. That the beauty of God, the beauty of being created by being God's creation is that he made us while he made us and, and we all come out of the same. We come. We are born the same way we that, that a seed. Uh, rather, a seed is impregnated and a seed is put into an egg and then it forms an a, a embryo and, and all those things that the, the, the process of, of life begins. We are all individual. God has created us all specifically for what his purpose is in our lives. He has created us to be to have purpose in this world. And every time we compare ourselves and try to reach for something that was not our not ours to have or it was not for us to, 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 to reach. We are telling God that we are rejecting what he created us to be. And we want to be like this person. So so I, I think about. All the different things and all how we as people compare other people and decide whether they're successful or not or whether they're pretty or not or whether they're that they're worthy of love or not or whether they're they're a good husband or whether they're a good father whether they're a good good mother or they're a good wife or a good good significant other all those different things and that's how we judge it. And and that's what we say. I'm going to use sports because I I like sports and I think about uh, greatness and we define greatness based off comparison more than we defined off of what the person does. It's just the, just the reality of it is, is that we, we define greatness based on a comparison. And if this person that's trying to reach greatness measures their greatness off of your comparison, they may kill themselves because they may never be able to reach it. I am a big basketball fan. I, if you have known me for any amount of years, you know that I love the NBA. I love basketball. Uh, when I was younger, I thought that I could, when I was a kid, I thought that I could be a star, but I am uh, vertically challenged, so that never happened. I never made it to the NBA, never played college ball. And so 
that those are those things. Uh, but I don't want to get caught up in what I didn't do. But I love basketball, and so right now, if you are any fan or you are anybody on in that even pays attention to the NBA a little bit, you will find that uh, LeBron James is in conversation with what I know to be one of the greatest basketball players ever, uh, arguably the greatest, is Michael Jordan. And I think that often in order to, to, to define LeBron's greatness or define Michael's greatness or define Kobe Bryant's greatness, or define the player's greatness, we compare them. So LeBron is not great because he's not functioning how Michael functions. I'm not saying everybody thinks this, but there's there's people that think like this, that, well, because Michael won six championships and he is undefeated in the finals, LeBron can't possibly be great. And that's not the case. The reality is that if we compare and we miss a person's unique greatness, if we compare Michael to LeBron, we we missed their unique greatness. While Michael is great on the court, he was he was I believe personally my favorite player of all times is Michael Jordan. But I believe that he is one. Of the, I believe that he is the greatest player to play the game. Now, um, that's my personal opinion. Now, I also think that LeBron is one of the greatest to play the game. But if we if we get stuck in comparisons and the only way to be great is to be like Mike. Then we miss the person's great, their unique greatness. We miss the fact that LeBron is also not only is he great on the court, he's great off the court. We miss that, that he has all these initiatives and all these scholarships and all these different things that he's doing to uplift his community. And we miss that greatness. And what I'm telling you is that as long as you live in comparison, you are killing your unique greatness. You are losing, you're losing what makes you great, what makes you awesome, what makes you, you. But if you live in comparison, if you live in, in saying that I'm, I, I, can, I, I speak from my, my, my culture and that, and if you think that, hey man, I wish that my skin was a little lighter, but, or I, I wish that I was a little bit taller and for females, I wish that my breasts were a little bigger and I wish that my butt was bigger and I this and that and I, and I wish that I was, as a man, I wish that I was taller and I wish that my voice was a little deeper and I wish that, 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 that I had abs and I had all these things in your comparison. Now, some of these things are reachable, but the reality is that, but if you, if you, I'm using physical things because it's easier. And so if you look at it from that standpoint, and you compare yourself and you don't know, you, you, you don't take on, hey, I am unique in my own way. And you begin to kill your uniqueness and you begin to, to do things uh, that, that I feel that, that, that ruin your uniqueness, whether it's, it's skin darkening or, or you, you do skin bleaching and whatever it all, all those different things. And, and you begin to kill your uniqueness to where you are no longer recognizable. No one can. No one. No one knows who 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 are you, and you've killed your, the unique greatness that God has given you. And what, what what I'm saying, beloved, is that you are unique and you are great. But every time you compare, every time you click, you click and and you look in the mirror and you look on Instagram and you don't look like a like a Beyonce or you don't look like. Uh, like a Denzel or you don't look like a Kim Kardashian. You don't look like any of these different people and you look back and you, and you, and you begin to kill who you are and you're not okay with who you are because you're comparing who you are to someone that you have, you were never meant to be. And you're killing yourself trying to be something that you were never meant to be. 
you are dying and, 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 and your unique you is yelling out. But every time, every time you, you, you try to reach for something that you weren't meant to be and you compare yourself to something that the person that you were never meant to be, you muffle the voice of your uniqueness. And so you, the unique you are saying, hey, I wasn't meant to be an entrepreneur. I was meant to work in social services. I, was, I, I wanted to help people, and I, I wasn't meant to be an entrepreneur. Another, another person is saying, I, I, I speak from the church and saying that uh, I, everybody wants to be a preacher or, or a soloist. And, but the unique you were saying, no, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to preach from the pulpit. I really, I just, I just wanted to go out and share, share God's word and feed people. But because you're reaching and you're, you're comparing with the, the, the audience and the, the, chair, the loud chairs, you don't think that what you, unique you wants to do is worthy. That you don't think that it, that is great enough. But, but you, beloved, you have greatness within you. You have greatness within you and it's crying and yelling out, I was never meant to be that. And not only are you killing your unique you, you're killing the idea that may save someone else down the line. You're killing, you're killing the you that, that will make a difference in someone else's life. Which, what you're doing is you're, you're, killing, you're killing the you that God purposed you to be. And God purposed you to be a difference and be, be important in your community, but in your own unique way. So you may never, ever, ever be a pastor of a mega church. You may never be the movie star that you thought you was. You may end up just doing local, local plays. But then out of that, something bursts that, that, that gives children and, and youth and, and people of your, your, your neighborhood and your environment exposure to culture that they would have never been exposed to. And what I'm saying is that Within you is a unique purpose, but the you that you're trying to be based on comparisons can't get to that purpose. It has to be who you are uniquely. The children of Israel were never meant to be ruled by a man king. They were never meant to be that. Now, as things progress, you realize that they were never meant to be that and 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 they go down the line and they end up going into a cycle, which is the, uh, which is really my next, next week's topic, but they go into a cycle and you begin, as you, as you read the old Testament, you see that the children of Israel are going in a cycle, a cycle of, uh, of bondage and freedom and bondage and freedom and bondage and freedom and bondage and freedom. They go through this cycle all because they compare themselves to someone they were never meant to be. And they reached to be some, something that they were never meant to be. That God never purposed them to be like everyone else. God had always purposed them to be an example. To, to, be, uh, to, to be separated. And separated not in the sense of that they were, they, were, they were on the outskirts. But to be separated because they weren't like everyone else. And God, that's what God chose them to do. Is God wanted them to be different. And that's what God is telling you to be. It's okay to be different. Don't get caught up in the likes and the hashtags and trending topics. It's okay if you can't dance. It's okay if you don't take take part of the challenge. It's okay if you if if you don't if you don't have light skin, if you don't have long hair, if you don't have curly hair, if if, if at this time you don't want to go natural. It's okay if you don't want to do it. And everything that everyone else is doing. You don't have to be like everyone else. 
You were never meant to be like everyone else. It's just not, that's not what it was, that's not what you were meant to do. In fact, everything that, that you're not makes you everything that you are. Everything that you not that you're not makes you everything that you are. And when you compare what you're not to what somebody else is, somebody else is, and try to be what that other person is, even though that's not who you are, you're killing your purpose. Comparison kills because it kills the individuality in us. It kills the uniqueness in us. Comparison kills because it kills the dreams and goals that we have, and the unique and, and the the. The unique nature of our dreams. We can't let that happen, beloved. Beloved, you are unique. Stop comparing yourself to someone else's uniqueness. Because then it does not become uniqueness anymore. And even, even if you reach what someone else's uniqueness got them by comparing yourself to them, you are no longer unique, you're just a copy. And you were never meant to be a copy. You were meant to be an original image. You were meant to be originally and uniquely you. And I'm challenging you today, beloved, to allow yourself to be who you are. No comparisons. Just be who God purposed you to be. And I know some of you are trying to figure out who that is. But you'll never find out who that is comparing yourself to others. You're not, be- you're not beautiful compared to this person. You're beautiful in your own right. You're not sexy compared to this person. You're sexy in your own right. You're not handsome compared to this person. You're handsome in your own right. You're not intelligent compared to this person. You're intelligent in your own right. So you may not be as good at math, but you're good at reason. That you're- but you're good at at. at-, at- at literature and you good at writing and and you may not be good in science but you're good at, 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 at social activities you may not be be the person that that's a spokesperson for something but you're good at behind the scenes and organi- organizing and be okay with that because that is who God uniquely made you to be and you don't have to be anything more than that and your greatness is not defined by how you stack up to someone else God bless you and God love you, beloved, and know that you are uniquely made and never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. If you are looking to reach me. Feel free to reach me at my email, cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Or I can be reached at any of my social media accounts. Facebook is just my name, Cloyd Stephon Brown. Instagram is also my name, at Cloyd Brown. And Twitter, you can I can be reached at Gentleman Cloyd. Thank you once again for tuning in, and I will see you next week.